We do go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. He is the sports director at News Channel 5 WEWS. Was in Philly last night as part of the Browns preseason coverage with the Browns-Eagles matchup. John Doss joining us on the show. John, how's it going, my man? To be fair, Spence, the Guardians are still only five back with 40-something to play. <laughs> That's every, I feel like every day. Hanging around. Every day there's a new person who puts out there. It's on Twitter or it's on, like, they, 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 they say it on, the, on some radios. Only five and a half. It can be done. It can be done. We keep trying to talk ourselves into it. A hot, all it takes is a hot two and a half, three weeks. And for Minnesota to fall apart, we have already seen yeah. both those things happen. That's all I'm saying. That, I don't think this baseball team is currently constructed is capable of that. No, though. no. Well, that that's the thing is, I kind of feel like they're they're in this race more so because I don't trust Minnesota than I than me trusting them to actually make a, a run. It's oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Just nobody in the d- division is any good. Uh, John. We got to talk about Cage York. It's it's been the subject all day, of course. But um, do you think this team, as they continue to go out there, and Kevin Stefanski as the human meat shield, and fields these questions about it, and continues to just say, "We still believe in him." Do you think them saying that publicly is what they really believe internally about him? Yeah, and Kevin looked visibly um, unhappy in that post game yesterday, and you know. I'm sure because he walked in and knew he was going to get those Cade York questions. And Andrew Barry was standing on the sideline next to me, probably about 10, 15 yards away when Cade missed those two kicks. And, you know, Andrew Barry's a very stoic guy, yeah. but I couldn't help but think to myself of what's going through AB's head, right? Here's a guy who by all accounts has been fantastic in the summer. He, you know, Nathan Zagura told us in the pregame show yesterday, dudes missed two kicks. You just happened to have seen them because they were both in the preseason games. And Kate said the same thing after the game. My confidence is not shaken. I've missed three kicks all summer. They just happen to be in preseason games. But see, that's a problem. Right? You, you yeah. don't beat the Bengals on the practice field. I mean, in some sense you do, right? You need the repetitions. You gotta, it's certainly important. But I think Dustin said earlier today, I'd rather see him miss a handful of less yeah. or inconsequential kicks and make the big ones, make the important ones, make the ones in the game, make the ones when the game is on the line. And that's where we're not seeing him succeed, and that is worrisome. Okay, so I followed that up by asking, and, and this kind of comes off of the heels of Daryl Ryder joining the morning show this morning, and, and he kind of left the the conversation by saying he thinks come August 30th, this team's going to have a new kicker. Do you think Cade York is on this roster as the Browns kicker comes September 10th? I do. Yeah, I think I think Kevin Stefanski does too. I think they see, look, they see it. And let's be fair. We point out a number of his misses in his rookie season. From a historical perspective in the franchise, Cade York had a very good rookie season. So I get it. You know, we want kickers to make every kick. We expect kickers to make every kick. All they do is go out there and kick the damn ball. I get it. But we also have to be somewhat realistic. And if you look at the career arcs of some of the best kickers that this franchise has had, Cade York is right there with them at the beginning of his career. 
but we need to see the improvement. We need to see him go out there with the game on the line with two opportunities and make a, you know, 40-something yard kick. We have to see it. So I still do think the franchise believes in him, and I think he's on this roster come uh, come week one. I just, it's it's infuriating to me to even think about John. I I, I just can't not like bring anybody. Spence, you know how this goes. Yeah, right? I know. When kickers miss, teams bring in kickers the next day. They're not bringing anybody in. It's just so, but it's it's just been so infuriating because they they can sit there to me and, and explain to me, John, like how great he's been at training camp and out in Berea and he's hitting all the kicks and he's perfect. How is it? Am I just supposed to like assume that it's a fluke then? That he's missing them when the lights are on and you're in like an actual game setting because that's what no. it, like I, I I can't say that that's it and then they're telling me like well it's not mental and he doesn't lack any confidence and he clearly in his comments last night saying he doesn't lack any confidence but he's also saying I'm not really making any adjustments but then also at the other side of his mouth saying yeah I think when I I, I pulled it right so then I over adjusted and I kicked it left so clearly you are making adjustments so that makes me think it is mental like I just I don't know where to. I don't. I just don't know where things are at because it feels like the organization just keeps standing by him, and I don't know if that's just them giving you, you know, coach speak, or if they, you know, really are freaking out internally. And I, I, I can't envision in a season that means so much them starting the season with a guy that on the biggest stages we don't know if he can actually do it. Let me make a somewhat odd comparison here. Okay, was Baker Mayfield flawless in his rookie season? No. No, he wasn't. He broke the rookie touchdown record, right? And uh, he made a ton of mistakes. But there was this belief in him because on the career trajectory, right, he played better as a rookie than any other quarterback in his franchise's history. Quarterback and kicker, vastly different positions. I get it. Lots of different energy thrown at those two positions. But everybody believed in Baker Mayfield that next year. Yes, Cleveland wanted to believe in a quarterback, but also you had to tell yourself he was this good as a rookie. By comparison's sake, he should be, you know, XYZ level the next season. If you did the same thing with kickers, you would say to yourself, Cade York was pretty darn good historically, comparatively in his rookie season, better things are to come. And for a franchise, and I know this isn't going to be a positive, maybe this isn't going to be perceived positively, for a franchise that begs for consistency, right? Yeah. Let's give some guys some time. See, but I... I I'm not saying Cade York no, I, is I, going to be a Hall of Famer or that he's the guy. I'm just saying. I, I hear you, John. He certainly deserves more time. I hear you, John, but I, I, I've been saying this too. Like every other position on the team, you can draft a guy in the fourth round and say, let's see if he can pan out because you have more than one of them. Like linebacker. Okay. You got like five or six linebackers on the roster. He's not necessarily starting right away. You want to let you want to draft and develop, but kicker is not a position. Maybe it's not never a position. You can't draft and develop. Like if this was the 2016 Browns who didn't win a single game, fine, keep them around and see what happens. But with this team and everything that they have uh, on the in front of them this year and all the expectations that are there, there's just not time to draft and develop with that position specifically because you're one of one. I do understand that. I do understand the win-now mentality. I do understand the feel that, okay, this roster is built to compete and win at the highest level right now. And it would be a shame, right, if the one thing holding you back 
is your sophomore kicker. And I agree with that. But you bring up an interesting point with the draft. Andrew Barry drafted this guy. And save for a couple of picks, and Andrew would probably be the first to admit it, there have been a lot of misses in the last few years. And um, I, I don't know that he's that quick to cut ties with the kicker that he drafted in the fourth round that, again, has shown promise. He's John Doss, sports director, News Channel 5. I'm here with him on the North Olmsted Crusher Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, getting a little fired up. But we'll, we'll pivot a little bit here, John, because I have... This, as, listen, if the preseason allowed overtime, I may have been coming in here way hotter tonight because I never, <laughs> ever, and I love the preseason because for us, it's a big deal through our, our News 5 partnership. Right, right. I love hearing Chris and Joe up in the booth. I love working with Aditi. All that's wonderful. I never have to witness a three-and-a-half-hour preseason game again. <laughs> so had Cade York missed those and they had to go to overtime, I may be more in tune with you here. So you're saying that it's all it's all precedent. It's all uh, <laughs> your your perspective on Cade York is all dependent on how uh, how long he makes you stay at work. Essentially, is what you're saying. If it would have been a four hour <laughs> preseason game, yeah, potentially. Oh man, uh, let's talk about some other positions on this roster. As of today, I was kind of talking about this earlier. I I was a little nervous about the wide receiver position, but the way that a lot of these guys down the roster have played, I'm feeling pretty good about it. If you had to sort of take your best guess on which wide receivers make this roster, and I want some names here. What does the – how many do they keep? And what are the guys who are still on this roster come August 30th? Well – Well, let's get the easy ones out know, of the way. Cooper, yeah, you know the Moore, four. DPJ, and Tillman are all safe. We know that. Okay, so the question's going to be the health of Marquise Goodwin. That's probably front and center before you make any other decisions. Yeah. Is what is the health of Marquise Goodwin? Is he going to play this season – is he not able to play with those the blood clot issue, right? So I'm not saying Austin Watkins is sitting there like hoping that Marquise Goodwin can't play, but, but they got some tough decisions because, again, you got a, a guy like Bell who was drafted, and it's going to be really tough for Andrew Barry to cut ties with him, given we haven't seen much from him at all. You know, he's still a, really an unknown. Tillman's going to make this roster. Obviously, so it's really hard to watch Austin Watkins so far in the preseason and not just what we saw last night in Philly. He's been pretty good all three games. Boy, how good did he look in that 80 jersey last night? Reminded us a little bit of that guy who was here a couple of years ago. Mm. It's tough, man. If I had to say right now, I say Bell is on the outside looking in. Mm. You think they would maybe keep... Upwards of six or seven if Jake- for Jakeem Grant's sake because he's a special teams guy and he's been their number one returner? Yeah, you know, Jakeem Grant's going to make the team. Oh, okay. I mean, and okay. and so I, he's, he's got that. guaranteed money too, yeah. He's, so it's basically going to come down team. to they're probably keeping six receivers and then they, the seventh would maybe be Bell or Watkins essentially is what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, again, so. it's going to depend on Goodwin, but it, it's going to come down to Bell or Watkins. And it's very difficult for me. If they were drafted at the same time or they were both undrafted guys or whatever, I, I think that the decision is clear. So Bell clearly has a little bit of a leg up because he's got that, that draft pick moniker. But <laughs> anybody watching the preseason, I mean, yeah. the choice seems pretty evident. A few more minutes with John Doss on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at John, J-O-N, Doss. Um Ronnie Hickman seemed like he was trending towards making this roster. I know he got hurt last night. So where do you think he stands now at this point? Uh, and that was the worst part of last night, right? 
I know we had a couple of injuries on the Eagles side. A couple of guys had to yeah. get carted off. Obviously, that's scary situation. Yeah, there, I saw but... the Eagles fans were doing the wave during the first one. How, how about yeah. that? Classic, classic yeah, you know, Philly fans. Uh, you know Philly fans. Um, <laughs> so many guys are taking advantage of their opportunity. I can't remember a preseason we've been doing. This is my sixth preseason. That this amount of guys have really taken hold of that opportunity and run with it. We talk about Austin and, and Dorian and Diabate. Like, how good was he last night? Oh, yeah. Hickman, man. So we see last year, Bell is an undrafted free agent, the first under Andrew Barry. Hickman was trending in that direction, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. he's, he'd been spectacular so far in the preseason. His three interceptions and basically a game and a half. The problem is, when you're a fringe guy, when you're trying to make a roster, you cannot afford to miss any time. You have to be on the field. And my fear is that if he's going to miss even a few days with a concussion, that is going to put him well behind the eight ball. Let me ask you about Deshaun Watson here. Zach Jackson of The Athletic was on with Ken and Lima earlier this week and kind of doused some water on the fire. Everyone's so excited about how he looked last Friday and – Seems like he's super comfortable with the offense this year, which is all good. I do agree that that's generally the case. But Zach kind of said he's seen some inconsistencies, particularly with him throwing out of the pocket. What have your observations been about him, and how do you feel about Deshaun and this offense and where they're at heading into the regular season? I was happy to see the first team drive down the field, right, put together what should have been a scoring drive, if not for getting stopped inches short. Um, But let's look at that drive. You know, Watson only completed three passes for 13 yards. What he gives the team in escapability and, and being able to ad-lib on the field, that's what made him really dangerous in Houston. He also then just coupled that with being able to launch the, the ball downfield to, uh, to Hopkins. So while I was excited about the first drive and clearly the first team offense, save Nick Chubb, looked pretty cohesive and that's all great and well, Watson didn't set the world on fire on that drive either. And we still haven't really seen that. Now, he's had days where he is spectacular, where he looks like the best player at camp, and and that's good and well. And it's going to take time, especially in a Kevin Stefanski system. I am not one that believes Deshaun Watson's going to go out against Cincinnati, throw for 350 yards and, and a few touchdowns. I still think it's going to take a little bit more time Mm. in this system, which is, I got to say a little more advanced of a system that he was playing in Houston. Yeah. Which is scary, man. That's scary because you want to talk about Cade York, everybody freaking out about Cade York. There's only one player on the field that matters for this team. This talented team, this talented roster, this season goes as one player goes. And I think that's the scary reality. And maybe that's why we let our minds linger and attack Cade York and, and all these other things. Because in the back of our minds, we know it comes down to one guy. On the flip side of that, though, Deshaun could do his job late in right? the game, get you in field goal range with a chance to win, and then it could be up to Cade York. <laughs> you never know. Good play out. Hey, John. Deshaun Watson is 90% of what he was in Houston, what he should have probably won the MVP. Cade York is not going to keep this team away from from the postseason or from a deep dive into the postseason. That's fair. 
Very fair. Can we set the record straight before I let you go, John? I, I feel like it's an annual thing. I need to have you on every preseason at least once right, yeah. to set the record straight on the voice. The voice is 100% real, correct? I mean, well, I know, but I'm, I'm asking as like the, the audience. The funny here. thing is, and if you see the one person who asked it this time, it was Cameron Justice. Like, I, yeah, I know she was doing a tongue-in-cheek, so that was good. Because it's this, it's this running joke, right? People know now. I, I don't get the Facebook or the, uh, the Twitter messages rarely, if at all, anymore. I've been here now over five years. <laughs> and if you remember all the way back to the first couple of preseasons, oh, yeah. oh my God, it was, a, it was a waterfall. I mean, I remember, I remember from our days in Rochester, people would ask, too. Like, it's, it's, it's always been a thing. Uh, yeah, and, and I was telling Cam, I'm like, man, I don't get him anymore. Either I've really fooled people or they've just stopped caring. And so <laughs> she had to hit me with it. Uh, it was great. She had to hit me with it yesterday. It was a great move by her. So, But, yeah, I, I, I said it. Uh, it wouldn't be the bronze preseason if you weren't getting asked if the voice is real. So You've been you to my poker games where I'm, uh, where I'm narrating the hands, okay? So yeah. you can uh... – Speaking of which – I think it's about time I make an appearance. You haven't, I haven't got the text invite in a while, though. So well, you, you had a kid, you know? Yeah, things that is happen. true. That has changed some things. Although I think I have a, I think I have a night I get to cash in on because I let, I let the wife go see uh, a movie a couple weekends ago. So maybe that's what I'll use it for. All right. Well, listen, there's a weekend in between <laughs> the preseason and the regular season. We'll start setting it up. All right. I appreciate it. As always, John Doss, Sports Director, News Channel 5, WEWS. He's the man. I always appreciate his time. Thank you, John. Take care, buddy. Talk to you soon. Yeah, you too. Take it easy. John Doss, News Channel 5. Great stuff from him. That uh, part about Deshaun Watson towards the end there, pretty interesting. We'll talk about it next when we get back here on The Fan.